0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Mastodon podcast. I am Albert and today we're going to be discussing Hushed and Grim and the newly released song Pushing the Tides. This is also the first episode back for me for a while. It was going to be Mastodon who brought me back. I think some part of me knew that. This Zoom where I'm recording this now has an open invite to all of mastodons uh, reddit and anyone can join at any time which i'm excited about what you saw at the start of this episode was um, a a little bit of the music video for um, pushing the tides so you've probably gleaned from some of my previous recordings um, just how much mastodon means to me Uh, they're an anchoring force Um, they are kindred beyond words, you know, to get really real about it. And uh, as I was watching this video, I felt transported in a way. Uh, I did the symbolic analysis of the zenithal crescent, which is, I'm calling that the glyph for this era now of the Hushed and grim era. Um, And uh, thinking about the creative force behind this album, of Nick John has me in a solemn place and in a very, very respectful place towards the band who have chosen to, as stated on mastodonrocks.com, the band have chosen to um, reveal this very authentic part of themselves and they've always done so. Um, But the reason why I call it the zenithal arc, you know, the zenithal crescent is is, uh, They are at their prime, and they continue to be at their prime. Uh, This will be their best album until their next album, which will then be their best album. It's just the the standard they've set for themselves. Periodically checking the site to make sure that uh, when the limited editions, you know that, I'm hoping will be announced, become available. Really looking forward to that. Hushed and Grim, Pushing the Tides. So you can see if you've been following the Instagram, I've been very active um, in diving into this era. This uh, and it happened all on a all of a sudden, you know, as as I'm sure it was going to be. You know, um, there was some lead up to it of of like some leaks, you know, as is all, as is mostly the case with modern releases. So basically, in the background for me, there's some heavy stuff. Um, It's the first show back since my mum was diagnosed with stage four um, liver cancer, which has several cells in the lungs, which is not a good sign. So we want the chemo, which we began immediately to blast those away. Those little little floaties in in mum's lung. So it's my partner's mom but she's my mom more of a mom than any yeah she's my mom and her name is naima so maybe send a good thought out to a fellow human being called naima going through some this is the third trial with the emperor so we're manifesting good things and uh yeah it's appropriate for me to come back with Mastodon, even though there's been some stuff with The Matrix and God of War in the background, um, is a testament that this was the episode I needed to record, frankly. Um, uh, something like cancer arriving uh, or heavy stuff, you know, maybe it's COVID for other people. It um, gets here to reevaluate stuff. And for me, I did some reevaluation about you know, me and podcasting, me as a producer, me in the media, art and entertainment sphere, the creativity sphere. And I had fluctuated between wanting it to all go away and doing nothing with it. And then changing things up with like, I think I tried to do a stream of some kind, but that didn't work um, because it wasn't authentic to myself. And and so then I also, as you can see, this is gonna be 231 of the main show that uh, I did a lot of self-questioning about, you know, authenticity, you know, and and seeing that word authentically on mastodonrocks.com was, um, I felt very connected to that. Yeah. So I also don't mean to be a downer folks. Uh, <laughs> and and one thing I'll say about the music is, are you fucking kidding me how, how much that, uh, literally it's a it's a it's a head shaker it's like a it grabs you by the shoulders and sort of shakes you around and shakes you out of that that sort of heavy space and like that's and you just it's just fucking bliss it really is um so just pure gratitude um i was uh taking screen captures just now i had just watched for the first time pushing the tides the music video i think i may have said that but anyway um and uh, there's an angle that the camera takes on Brent, which is identical to the same, it's like the same vibe and angle. And he looks no different. He's he's aging really well. Um, as the Capillarian crest, which was the very first encounter I had with Mastodon, uh, it was in 2008 and I saw them um, listed. It's actually through Aquatine that I heard from them. Uh, or I think maybe it was either I heard of aquatine through Macedon or Macedon through Aquatine. I think it was um, aquatine through Mastodon because uh, I, I remember encountering sea Beast, Um and then when I picked up um, blood mountain which had only released a few years before um, I was right after my army accident and um, and yeah this band sort of just Gravitated towards me, um, and Blood Mountain to this day is my closest, right to my heart record. Although I'm looking at everything from here, from Hushed and Grim, and it's the record of my lifetime so far. Like the, you know, I've never faced bigger. You know, I mean. In the army, it was being on a firing range and people forgetting about me and and then this album of overcoming trials, you know, Blood Mountain. It just, it really helped. And I continue to revisit that album, but this one being this double album, double album statement about uh, renewal uh, from everything I've seen. And, and I've had some lovely confirmation from even before it was officially revealed. Uh, you know, Paul, uh, if you're listening to this, um, thank you he chimed in in the comments of one of my posts saying i think he just i think he just showed his approval somewhere in one of the comments sections uh, and shortly after that I, I discussed the green man so which is the central figure there in the middle of the artwork right there in the middle of Nick john and I feel awful because i I really wish I could have I don't know if Nick John joined them on tour. I don't think he did. Maybe he was his, they were just manager and he just said, but if Nick John was like nearby, I, I wonder if I may have just seen him or walked past him in Sydney. But for someone who created such a difference in these men's lives, you know, I just uh, feel that, um, that adjacent like kinship, you know, with the guy, because, um, if we're talking about someone who informed and, and brought so much joy to the several people in my life that I just purely resonate with and, and and cherish so deeply and, and their work, these men, you know, these, uh, father figures, I would say, actually, uh, where for me, there wasn't, there's been an issue with that. Um, so I just, I wanted to bring up the post of, um, uh, our lovely uh, community member, Heather Dubreuil. I hope I said your name even maybe close to being correct. Dubrul, I'll say. Heather De Brule. Uh aka Purple um, Isafruit. um So I came into awareness of the title, Hushed and Grim, then posted the artwork. I said, A New Era Begins, Macedon's Next. Ninth album, Hushed and Grim, featuring album art by the unmistakable work hard and decay Paul Romano. Their longtime visualist, great to see you, back, man, has been revealed. Cover shards assembled by um, Heather, friend of the show. I am well and truly beyond speechless, beyond grateful, beyond everything right now. Onwards, fourth, which is my valediction. Um, and she said, a few people beat me to it. I pulled this from a comment in the Facebook fan group. Not sure who assembled it, though. It's so stunning. I want to get home, zoom in, and inspect it. For Easter eggs, I see Nick John in the trunk, maybe. If so, it's a beautiful tribute. I cannot wait. And a 15-song tracklist. Beautiful. So I replied, that's right. That's our Nick, depicted as a green man, a legendary being primarily interpreted as a symbol of rebirth, representing the cycle of new growth that occurs every spring. The green man, is most commonly depicted in a sculpture or other representation of a face, which is made of or completely surrounded by leaves. The mythology of the green man developed independently in the traditions of separate ancient cultures and evolved into the wide variety of examples found throughout history and the world. So this um, launched me into, a, a, yeah, like this inquiry, you know, and I, and that's one thing that um Mastodon as a springboard. They're not just a heavy band. They as what I put, I just updated I I'm the main mod over on the subreddit. And we've just updated, I've just updated all the graphics there. And as part of updating all these album art and graphics, I um ended up going through the history and creating and in call of the Mastodon's instance, for example, I created uh the sigil from scratch just using my, you know. Apple Pages skills I haven't gotten across Photoshop yet, but I, I seem to do pretty well, pretty okay with it. And so as this sort of, um you know, immediate, I just, I snapped right to it. It was like, this came to me and it's so funny. I just the day before, I believe, or a day or, the day or maybe maximum of two days before I had posted Mastodon on the ninth album releasing her and it's ready. And Brent jumped in into the comments to correct because I had initially posted eighth album, but it's actually the ninth. And, um, and then, yeah, that's like seemingly the day after um, metal archives had a full listing of Hushed and Grimm and I'll read the track listing. This is beautiful folks, like heavy stuff in the background with us all, but <sighs> Mastered Earth. It's beautiful. Pain with an anchor, the crux, sickle and peace, more than I could chew, the beast, skeleton of splendor, which we heard, um, which I heard alongside a few who tuned into the uh, live stream at the Georgia Aquarium, which was beautiful, tear drinker, pushing the tides, which you've heard now, peace and tranquility, dagger, had it all, savage lands, gobblers of dregs, Eyes of Serpents. Gigantium. Uh that's looking like a double album in terms of uh the fifteen tracks there. Which is so generous. Um and I'm very appreciative of that. Uh Blood Mountain similarly has quite a few. I think it's up there. Um I think we're talking fourteen tracks for Blood for Blood Mountain. Let's have a look. Sixty-eight minutes long, Blood Mountain, and I the the rumour was that uh um Ashton Grim I think it takes it takes it into the 82 minute mark so the, yeah there's 12 records sorry 12, 12 songs with um, Blood Mountain I just picked up from the Macedon yard sale which I I highly recommend uh I had lost track of my pamphlet my Blood Mountain survivors guide pamphlet and uh they had it available signed and so I picked that up but then I also got on eBay um and just a the poster, which I'm going to frame, because I it, that, that record right here in my heart. So, But I am checking, because as I said, every album of theirs, and it's a personal standard they've set themselves, becomes their next best. Uh, Mastodon helped shape me out of this incident that happened, and they're already helping me restabilizing and shaping into a better person coming out of this time. And the way i know that i'm speaking truth is when my like the top of my head starts like like light shooting out or something or like it's like a little headache headache effect that happens you know so uh i don't know if the lyrics are available here let's have a quick look that would be lovely to, to have a look at those no lyrics at the moment but um we'll go off of emotion now and then maybe dive into those later the reason i'm setting up all these outlets is i have full intention of um Keep giving them running you know and i myself am a natural introvert and, and i put myself as producer because I, I know i'm not the most i'm not i'm not the host with the most you know i'm just me so there's been a lot of acceptance i've done about that and um and i actually feel pretty good about doing most of these ones on my own and then whoever sticks around does and whoever moses moseys you know just fine drifting sorry folks heavy stuff heavy stuff so um as I was saying about uh, the Green Man, um, I was very honoured to receive a, a personal message from um, DM or yeah, direct message from Paul, saying that uh, I was essentially saying that oh, I talked about the Green Man thing. You know, like I think he it was his um his nod that uh, I guess I wasn't completely far off when I when I discussed that. So to kind of maybe in this time of it's so interesting that one of the first songs is pain and an anchor and um sometimes with this sensation of feeling adrift you know that anchor is is wonderful you know uh wherever we can get it even if it is pain i suppose um (laughs) william (laughs) Kelleher, bill billy butter um i just they made me smile to to look at when he uh, has jumped on some of the posts with a like, like that's, that's rad of you. But, uh, but as an anchor, let's, let's do it back is I'll just um, read some of these posts uh, for people who don't follow the Instagram. That is our Nick front and center Mastodon's most beautiful friend slash family tribute yet. No other group of musicians and artists are so giving thoughtful, unfettered in integrating and interweaving personal experience with and into their art. Each new creation is a home, for a loved one's spirit enshrined to be remembered through the long ages always and is the post itself nick john and the green man the green man is a legendary being primarily interpreted as a symbol of rebirth representing the cycle of new growth that occurs every spring i know i said some of this earlier but just for completeness's sake the mythology of the green man developed independently in the traditions of separate ancient cultures and evolved into a wide variety of examples found throughout history By depicting him so, Mastodon are both honoring their friend and giving him a literal rebirth in the form of music and art. Next, we have hyena symbolism, which I um, read some articles and I wrote this. Hyenas are commonly associated with evil and cruelty, given their grisly nature as scavengers, circling their prey. However, they also play a vital role in the ecosystem, wasting nothing. They are fierce, social and smart. They symbolize both the undesirable and natural aspects of death and how it is ultimately essential for life birth from decay the laugh of the hyena also has two aspects it can be seen as both humorous and human-like or haunting and ominous hyenas remind us of the duality of death as something both sad but ultimately a part of life i sit on and gone with the wind this title is from the following Quote, the, the album title. Hushed and grim, Atlanta turned painful eyes towards the faraway little town of Gettysburg. And a page of history waited for three days while two nations come to death grips on the farmlands of Pennsylvania. Macedon's hometown is Atlanta, Georgia. And I believe the hometown Paul, hardened. Which I always love that name, by the way. If you just go to the about of Paul Romano, oh, it's not Pennsylvania; it's Philadelphia. Huh, similar names, but uh, hey, while I'm while I'm here, let's let's uh, read a little bit about Paul, okay? Paul Romano, who returns with this album. Yeah, that's. So I'm an, a visual artist, and um, uh, I've always resonated with Paul's art. And I just want to say, I'll read from the Instagram post, I suppose. Incomparable art carved with unrivaled skill. Work hard in the aka Paul Romano, Mastodon's unofficial fifth member has returned. Overjoyed doesn't even begin to describe it. It is comforting, honestly, in this time of unknowns, strangeness and unexpected loss to see his style and design sensibility adorn Mastodon's music once again. So I'm, I'm not a musician. I've done some singing, but so I connect mostly with art visually dir- uh, on that direct level. And uh, just, uh, yeah, that's at the risk of sounding too sappy is, um, you know, uh, that's one thing is, oh, it's like, why why would you pick up the survival guide? It's, it's a survival guide, man. Like um, that album is, uh, I don't know, I, I'm sure there's there's some people have like comfort blankets or things to kind of recenter and reorient themselves. And through the ages, Blood Mountain has been that for me. And Blood Mountain is the most polar amount of album yet. If you see his photo here you can see this man who uh, is like he's standing actually looking at some anatomical paintings or sculptures as it were. And uh, he's got the sort of the fascia of the, of the museum or, or art, art display art fascia is like the, you know, the detailing of, you know, marble or whatever. It's that sort of beautiful ornate marble work kind of thing. And this is, you know, all, all across the, uh, blood mountain it's just marble work it's just this it's so sublime they're everything uh, it's one of the highest production value albums ever um grim just just won over it just beat it out with what i'm seeing and i i know some cool things about that album art that i've i've, I've dove into it and um I've, I've dived into it rather just from looking at it and and um it's so beautiful and it, it perfectly captures the mood of this time and it's so interesting that this was just after brands, um, you know, uh, coronavirus book. So, so yeah, we'll read from Paul soon because we've just been we've just been joined by El Rat. So let's let him in. Um, could be a complete unknown. So, but we can see who we've been joined by Uncle Rat rather. So, is connecting to audio and can't hear me yet. So. That's kind of cool to get an unexpected visit. It is honestly like as though we've just been recording and then someone just jumps on, you know, and uh, it'll be nice to get some different opinions. Hey, uh, Uncle Red, how are you doing, my friend? Oh, you're coming up as muted. Maybe just unmute yourself, mate, and then we'll be able to hear you. Um, Yeah, so we were just discussing Paul Romano and um, his artwork, and I'm just reading from the site here. So Paul Romano is a fine artist, uh, and designer working in, and working and living in um, Philadelphia. Romano's work spans many mediums and aesthetics, nodding to art history and imbued with abstract narrative. He has worked with many aggressive bands across multiple albums, including Mastodon, Dalek, Hate Eternal, The Red Chord, and Withered to name a few. His artist's statement, uh, my work is representational, created in a wide variety of media, painting, drawing, sculpture, photography, and video. It is a result of personal experience, art history, music, myth, and narrative, filtered through allegory, archetype, and symbolism. While choosing realistic form, I am not as interested in reality as I am in the ideas of the imagination, evocation over accuracy. The audience is left with abstract narratives that ask more questions than give answers. Despite jumping mediums through bodies of work, my methodologies and sensibilities are consistent. Subject matter and formal concerns are strongly linked throughout my over, giving it a distinct voice. And this is very kindred to me because, as well as an artist, I have some drafting skills. He's also a designer like myself. Uh, as a designer, um, design attracted me because of the puzzles it represents, or the puzzles it presents, and the collaborative nature of the practice. Working with clients across a wide range of industries allows me to expand my knowledge and hone my critical thinking. My approach to design with research, problem, problem solving, um, innovation, consistency, longevity, refinement, and punctuality have been a defining force into most aspects of my person. So punctuality right there, work hard. And I like that he has that um, right there in his uh, in his title. I love that his title is either A Pineapple or A Rose with Thorns, which I suppose brings him even closer to Hushed and Grimm. Just as Hushed and Grimm feels as Mastodon as ever, as quintessentially Mastodon as ever, it also feels as quintessentially Paul Romano as ever. Believe me, I'm just one voice, but if I can give you a glimpse, just to pic- paint this picture for you, when the world... And certainly the Mastodon community saw the Hushed Grim Decal full logo with the layered black and gold and the thorns and the new sigil. Believe me, uh, a lot of I, I think you had some tears. Uh, you would have definitely had some moments of profound gratitude for seeing Mastodon. You know, it's not like we haven't seen Mastodon these past few years, they've just been. Um, being who they are. And this rang true to them and my, as I messaged Danny, um, who was on the previous episode. I messaged him and I I said, it's like after Nick passed, like a close friend, you know, ostensibly a fifth member, a moment would have happened for them of of the feeling of a void there, uh, a void of an old friend and more than an old friend, and Paul is also that. So it's the notion of this hole opening up, and then them instinctively bringing in Paul to fill that void from that same staple kind of stock. Of, um, you know, I'm also not that not not that good with words. Never had really good economy of expression. But um, from that same place as you know Nick was. Um, nick was nick and you know their manager and 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 the person who propelled them paul came in obviously I, i think after they met nick but paul is very close just like scott kelly you know and um so it just it brought me a lot of comfort and and you can see there's a lot being said and expressed and the tree form it's like a tree also is is uh, emblematic of life but then there's, there's all the trees are missing and sorry all the leaves are missing and in place of the leaves um, we have lots of almost like memories and, and and but symbols as well and yet taken taken completely it uh, it is absolutely brand new for, for Macedon uh, remember they would innovate from album to album um, the logo was this Scholarly font, you know, Adobe Jensen Pro, um, this museumly font, if you will, the sensibility of a museum actually at all times. It's interesting. Gojira had their recent video for Born for One Thing set in a museum. And it's like, I would, I think I would even maybe have accepted if I had seen in 2006, I saw the phrase iconoclastic for the first time when describing them, but I could have easily seen someone be like museum metal. You know, I certainly saw Thinking Man's Metal out there, but so we see thorns here. Um, in my analysis of the um, of the shape, um, I said uh, in symbolic language, the zenithal, the, like this is for the zenithal, the zenithal crescent. In symbolic language, there are the arc form signifies both beginning, sunrise, and end, sunset. Um, as well as evoking a pair of embracing arms, one that gives and another that takes away. Four figures on each side, past and future, viewed from a bird's eye view, gather around a portal or a tomb, an octogram evoking eternal rest and remembrance. Zenithal means highest point. Thus, this glyph honors someone who always brought the very best out of those he loved. And that is very much who I recognize, again, without almost not not like not knowing he exists i I know he existed but for someone who he is the reason I, I, you can see in everything from how they hold him in such reverence and how they've, they've placed him more explicitly and directly at the core like with with crack the sky that's you know she's it's so interesting we should we show this respect of boundary and and honor that boundary that uh, that brand that brand said but all we can say is in our own way even though we didn't know her crack the sky like you know that introduced us to sky and she is in our hearts like as the Macedon community like she's i wouldn't go so far as saying like our little sister but we we love her so much and she's again with this thing i say of uh, upon death we simply just become the universe we change shape into the universe so she's around and so is nick so is our Prince brother and, and bill's mom so for this uh, for this album to come out now i i, I swear wow um, so we'll continue. We're, we're jumping about around a bit, I suppose. The armor beneath, which could also be having, like, the, the shed skin, you know, of a snake. That's also something you can sort of see there. I just want to go to Darla Jackson's site now, who is um, Paul's partner. Darla Jackson Sculpture. Uh, whose um, iconic rabbit with raven mask appears directly right there it is the most again all personal and, and unfiltered than like this is more like and that's it's so interesting that that really suits wh- where i'm at because in previous recordings you have seen uh, you know an angle on me but you haven't seen directly me like 230 is, is is the first one where it's like i really got that was the the sort of ground zero of, of things for me And then this one is um, coming back, you know, after however long I've been away. So I'll just bring it up here, a slow death. The heart dies a slow death, shedding each hope like leaves until one day there are none, no hopes, nothing remains, Arthur Golden. So this is Darla, each series of sculptures begins with a feeling something any of us could relate to, in this case, love and loss. After going through a well-timed recent breakup, I took everything I was feeling and poured it into this work. Everything I'd felt for years, each time my heart broke. It was like gluing a plate back together and breaking it again, gluing and breaking. Eventually pieces got lost and soon the whole thing was mostly just glue anyway. What was real of what was left, I don't know. It all felt real until all of a sudden it didn't anymore, just like that. So Dala has skyrocketed her way up to right next to A.J. Fosik, a, a very kindred sculptor, sculptress. For me, the rabbit with the raven face, stunning. And and I highly do recommend you please go to DalaJacksonSculpture.com. Have a look at some of these absolutely stunning works. She's truly kindred. And um, in the eventual Macedon Museum, which I think... I know in my heart I will be curator of down the line. Eh? Why not? It would be lovely for her to um to to feature some of her her works and maybe even commission uh, a sculpture of each album from her. And so then that can adorn each sort of wing. Sort of coming full circle to the oh the museum metal boys now have a museum of their own. So I, I think I may end up being that figure. Yeah, like the Jeff Keighley for the Mastodon legacy of just on the outside, certainly. And anyone who isn't the four men to some degree is on the outside. However, I've been so lucky to speak with, um, they're they're such kindred people, generous with their time, Richie Beckett and and Skinner. And uh, Paul is lovely, you know, Um, you're at any time, well, feel free to jump on, anytime. You know, uh, I'm, as you can see, it's so weird. I'm in this position and I think Brent would probably, him and I could riff about that, about what do you do when you feel like you're in a certain position? Do you continue? Do you stop? You know, what part of you do you honor? What part do you push through, you know? And it's so interesting. I, I, I came into this podcasting thing with a certain verb and a certain draw, and then I tried to step away and then I came back because so much of what I naturally resonate with is in and around podcasts. You know, the art and media sphere is just, is just there. And then it's like, that kind of gives this substance to what I do and my creativity with the, the quantum myth that I'm writing and the pans that I do. So multifaceted art has always spoken to me and it's like uh, are that uh, pure expression of multifaceted art and iconoclastic and um, cerebral, and then also purely expressive and cathartic. And so they have a universality to them and I always maintain that. Like in a partner, for example, if you turn to your like long-term wife or even short-term buddy, if you have a good feeling about he, she, or they, uh you'll you would you would know you'd be speaking my exact language which is like well they feel like a mini universe don't they and when you have that universe feeling from someone you're like well i could i could hang with you always you know no doubt uh because you you are you receive the the world you receive life through them um as what they're going through but they they comport themselves like this ever-renewingly, um, ever-fertile, ever-self-challenging, you know, 360-degree omnidirectional, omniversal thing, entity. And uh, the all four of the men in Mastodon are, each of them, unto themselves, this kind of multifaceted universe. That's why they're in so many bands. So it might sound like a lot of word fact, but I, I, I promise you there's, there's substance to it. And I'm not just saying stuff that is unfounded so each of them are walking talking universes as as human beings and as fathers and as partners for sure and same with paul um and you could see, you heard in his artist statements just about how he values that uh so, so so much cross-section of like the myth and symbolism and life experiences and i find that that is the thing you life with and when i turn to ray my my fiance i tell her it's like that's why i'm lifeing with you is because you're a you're anthropomorphic universe, you know? And so what I love about folks like that, and I'll, I'll tail things off now, we'll, we'll cap this one off at the hour, but is that uh, when a, a group of <laughs> human-shaped universes have been through a lot and are part of a time that the world is going through a lot, that uh, would absolutely have catalyzed Oh, third thing is that these all these people have this edict, this self-given standard, not doing it for the fans, they just do it for themselves as part of who they are, how they were raised and how they've chosen to be, is to just be authentic and be honest about where they're at. This record, you can see it, was, it has been taken, it has pushed the honesty threshold even further, maybe even left it behind from, they've just pushed past it. Because we're seeing, I can just envision brands saying, look, just Paul you know us you know what we're going through we leave it to you and then that's why he, he included one of the, the masked bunnies there which is because he felt he felt brought into that experience with, with the guys and I can see that if you look at um, all of all of Al Mastodon's work you know uh, it's always in the early times you can see you know I'm springing in a I believe the name is Joey chiming in. We'll see uh, if everything syncs up really well, but, uh, or John rather. Um, Yeah. It's like Paul, like like they went on that journey together. And I think there was a bond that was created there. Um, You know, unless they completely pivot and go with someone else for um, a couple of different albums, then, you know, uh, that's going to be the artist that they've spent the most time with. So, Uh, So, John, I'm not sure if uh, I can hear you, but what I'll do is I'll just make sure uh, all my audio is coming through the same place. So, give me a second, John. Thanks for your patience. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Um, Okay, well, I guess to the max. Okay, John, can I hear you? Are you there? Okay, cool yeah all right well that should be good so john if you can't hear me that's okay but uh feel free to jump out then jump back in but uh but otherwise i I guess i'll continue so and i was actually um dialing things down um actually after speaking a bit about the record and and getting real about stuff so but what what i see here is um the flower motifs and and I, i might close off on that and even that central kind of uh uh, uh, octogram shape it actually resembles a flower itself and flowers are simultaneously something you give to someone on their birthday and on the deathbed as well so there's that duality there and um i think this entire record will be a group meditation and uh, healing exercise for um for the band and for paul who has been brought in in that very close way um I think maybe there was even, again, I'm just envisioning these things, but uh, a scenario where uh, Paul brought this work to Bran, unless Bran had specific ideas of a certain motif, which he has typically expressed that he usually has those. But something tells me that uh, this was the freest reign that Paul himself has been given, you know, a hyena with masks on its back, you know, these, these very inquiry-inviting um, inquiry inviting, um Inquiry inviting motifs, you know, so we're just on the uh, on the opening trail, the starting steps of this new path, this new journey of Hushed and Grim and I look forward to the album on October 29th when it comes out. Make sure to visit um, mastodonrocks.com and uh, let's uh, go through the whole motion, shall we? So you to also go to the mastodon.lnk.to. Um, which has all the places you can pre-save the album, shop.mastodonrocks.com as well Um, uh, where the Hushed and Grimm editions will be listed soon and um, for the Mastodon podcast, it's just everywhere the Mastodon podcast, Uh, but it is most active on Instagram, so folks, have a good one and until next time, bye for now